Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for the blessing of entering into Sabbath rest to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And Father, we love you. We want to walk in your ways. We want to see the victory of Yeshua manifest in every aspect of our life. And today we yield to you, Father. It doesn't matter what we are going through, what we feel, what our emotions are like, or any of those areas. We trust in your word and we ask for your word to be established within our lives. We we choose right now to yield to you. It says in the word that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And Father, we humble ourselves before you because we want to know you. We want to walk in your ways. So we commit our ways to you and we ask you to bless us in all the steps that we take in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So anyway, I was looking at, uh, you know, we, we are going to move into a whole series on spiritual warfare. And I have to tell you, you know, for this past uh, few weeks, I have spent hours upon hours every single day in the scriptures. I'm up at four or five in the morning every day, pressing in to the word and just, um, you know, there's some key areas, obviously, you know, in spiritual warfare and dealing with the challenges and the assignments of the enemy against our life, against our ministry, against our walk. But more than anything, when we're dealing with spiritual warfare, we also want the clarity of the Ruach HaKodesh. We need the clarity of the Spirit. And that's the reason why I wanted to share this message on the wedding at Cana, you know, one of the first miracles of Yeshua. And as we go through this, you'll see, you know, why this is really important that we come at it from this angle. So, you know, you know, we're still looking at the focus of spiritual warfare. The last time we talked about, you know, uh, coming at spiritual warfare from the place. What happens if you're facing defeat? What happens if everything around you is just all defeat? The last thing you want to hear is someone talking about, you're an overcomer and you can overcome. Yes, we know in the end we overcome. We know that when you've done all to stand, stand firm then. Why? You've done everything you can do. Where do we need to be positioned? We need to be positioned in the presence of Yehovah, in God's presence. Where are you found? Are you found in the presence of Yehovah? Are we seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness? So, look, I, w- I want to share this, the wedding of Cana. Um, you know, and, and just we'll, we'll just go from there and see what the Father does. And um, we'll just, you know, we just want to open up the scriptures and just hear from the Holy Spirit and what he is saying on this. All right. So, okay. So it's John chapter 2. If you have got your Bible, turn with us there. And uh, we're just going to read this portion of the scripture. And then we're going we're gonna to deal with uh, John chapter 4 as well. And we're just going to flow. Thank you, Father. The, it's, it's the wedding at Cana. Okay. On the third day... Um, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Yeshua's mother was there, and Yeshua and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Uh, when the wine was gone, Yeshua's mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, 
why are you involving me? Yeshua replied. My time has not yet come. What do you mean your time has not yet come? Don't we know just what happened in the previous chapter? You know, when we see the mikvah of Yeshua and we see the blessings of the disciples being gathered. But he says, my time has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Verse 6, nearby stood six stone uh, water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding uh, from 20 to 30 gallons. Man, these are big jars. Yeshua said to the servant, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. And he didn't realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This was the first of the miraculous signs Yeshua performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. You know, it's it's an amazing story. It's an amazing testimony of Yeshua turning the water into wine. And, you know, as I was looking at this, and th- this is why I want to share from John chapter 4 in a second as well, uh, when Yeshua is talking to the Samaritan woman. But, you know, what an incredible event is taking place. You know, Yeshua says, my time has not yet come. <laughs> but everything is moving uh, fast at quite a speed. You know, everything is getting into place. And I love uh, what um, what is said, you know, uh, by the uh, by the banquets, uh, the master of the banquet. He says, everyone gives the best wine at the beginning and then the cheap wine after. But, you know, you've you've kept the best to last and what is this statement that's being said you know here is the father Yahovah is giving his son he is releasing his son and in John chapter 1 if we just turn back there uh, I love what it says in verse 14 it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And John, he's testifying this concerning who he is. But it's about his glory, that his glory may be revealed. And what do we see? Is We, we see right here in verse 11, uh, this is the first miracle, uh, miraculous sign that Yeshua performed at Cana in Galilee, um, he thus revealed what? His glory. And what we want to see is the glory of Yehovah manifest in the earth. We want the glory of the King to manifest through our lives. So on that note, let's just take a, a turn over to uh, John chapter 4 and uh, 
basically it's the it's the discussion of the Samaritan woman at the well. But I'm just going to read from the beginning of four. The Pharisees heard that Yeshua was uh, gaining and baptizing more disciples than Yohanan, although in fact he was not. It was not Yeshua who baptized, but his disciples. When uh, when the Lord learned of this. He left Judea and went back once more to the Galilee. Now, he had to go through Samaria. So he came to the town in Samaria called Sychar, near the the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Yeshua um, tried as he was, uh, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Yeshua said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and you ask a Samaritan woman? How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Yeshua answered her, if you knew the gift of Elohim and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So the woman said, you have, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? And drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herd. Yeshua answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal Life, Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for salvation. We thank you for um, the wells of living water that he puts within us. And, you know, why did I want to share this? Because we see the testimony that takes place after this. Just all around the water, what happens? It, it becomes a platform of the miraculous that leads to salvation. Okay? Let's just read a little bit more. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty. I have to keep coming to draw water. And he told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Yeshua said to her, You're right. Um, when you say that you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now, now have is not your husband. Um... What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. But the Jews claim that the place where we must worship is uh, in Jerusalem. And Yeshua declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come 
when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they, uh, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. Elohim is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. You know, what I love about this, you know, we see in, in chapter 2 of John, you know, when uh, Yeshua is speaking to his uh, mother, he says, my time has not yet come. And what do we see in chapter 4 and in verse 23? Yet a time is coming and has now come. Hallelujah. And here comes forth salvation, transformation. Why? This woman is like, man, <laughs> you know, I know. Uh, the woman said, I know that Messiah called uh, uh, Christ is coming when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Yeshua declared, I who speak to you am he. The time has now come. We're living in the time to proclaim the victory in Messiah. We're living in the time to proclaim salvation. We need to be filled up with the living water. And just as we read from uh, chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We testify that Yeshua has come. We testify because we have the living wells dwelling within us. We have the Ruach HaKodesh, his Holy Spirit, operating and functioning through us. And if we are going to be victorious in our life, if we are going to see victory in the things that we do, then we need to be filled up with the living water. We need to come to the place in preparation and spiritual warfare where our number one focus is not on how we analyze things. Our number one focus is on how we seek his face, that we will see his glory manifest. Hallelujah. And I love what it says on that verse. Um, where is it? Um, doo -doo -doo. Yeah. Verse 11 of John 2. Of John 2 this, the first of his miraculous signs Yeshua performed at Cana in Galilee, he thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Hallelujah. We want to put our faith in a living God. We want to put our faith in the God who brings life to our spirit. It's not religion, it's relationship. Play, praise the name of Yeshua. We've got to get to the place where we are receiving <laughs> uh, the living water. And, you know, as we looked at that first miracle of Yeshua at Cana, what did he do? He turned the water into wine. And, you know, what we want to do is we want to wash in the water of his word we want to receive from him and what will come forth what will be the fruit of us spending time in the presence what will be the fruit of delving in 
to the word of Yahovah, the living word of Yahovah, it will bring forth the wine through our lives that we will see a miracle taking place. You know, we are drinking water, we are partaking of the water, but wine is coming forth. Hallelujah. We are seeing the blessing of the fruits of the Spirit within our lives. And that's what we want to see. We want to see the revelation. So we might be uh, just uh, looking at the water of his word, but then all of a sudden the revelation will come forth and it will be as wine. We will see the best and we will put our faith in him. And that's what we want to do. We want to get to the place that we are putting our faith in Elohim. So where are you in your walk today? What are you going through? Are you drinking from the living wells of life? Are we receiving from him? And, uh, you know, that testimony of the woman at the well didn't just impact her life, but she went back, told everyone, they all came out. And what happened, all these Samaritans believed that he truly was the Messiah. Hallelujah. And what did the woman at the well do? She left her jar behind. I've partaken. I have witnessed another type of water. I don't need to draw water from the well of the forefathers of the faith, you know, from Jacob's well. No, I can drink directly from the Messiah. I want to ask you a question today. Where are you drinking from today? Are you drinking from his word? Are we delving into the scriptures? And as I look at spiritual warfare and, I, I, you know, it's not, it's not about getting focused on the enemy or focused on your problems. It's, you know, Father, you will fight my battles. I want to press in. I want to hear from you. I want to align myself of the revelation of the word so that my walk may be in accordance with your word. There's many people talk about the word, but are we living the word? Are we walking through step by step and living the word? You know, in James chapter 4, it says, Submit yourself then to Elohim. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So how are we submitting ourselves to God? How are you submitting yourself to Elohim? (coughs) We submit to him by accepting the Messiah, by following his rule, by allowing the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and counselor. And, I, I, that, you know, my focus is just being in the presence, in the place of prayer, and really pressing into the Word, waiting for these key revelations that will bring supernatural transformation. So what does the enemy want to do? He wants to bring you to a place of defeat. He is the accuser of the brethren. It's not man who's your accuser. It's it's Satan. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that has access in the presence of Yahweh. And, and he wants to bring accusation against you. So where are you found? Are you found in Messiah? Because you need to be in Messiah. Because what do we have in Messiah? We have the blood of Yeshua. We are walking in his righteousness. Hallelujah. You know, we have received in Yeshua everlasting righteousness. You know, we don't have to perform sacrifices for the purpose of dealing with our sin. We recognize that Yeshua has paid the price. 
And, you know, we are walking in everlasting righteousness in him. It's not our righteousness. That is as filthy rags. But who is Messiah? Is he dwelling within us? It's very easy for us in the midst of assignments and attacks to forget our position. Uh, I've been studying the book of Daniel and and, and just looking at the covenants um, in Jeremiah as well, chapter 31. And one of the key things I'm looking at in um, what we minister as, as a ministry is dealing with what is millennial kingdom, what's not millennial kingdom, and, and how is the salvation of Israel going to take place? How are we seeing the salvation of Israel take place in accordance with the covenant? Because there's many teachers out there that they think nothing's really going to happen until the Messiah returns, and that's how all Israel is going to be saved. I don't agree with that teaching because I believe there's so many prophetic words that won't be aligned. So I'm spending a lot of time just looking over these portions of Scripture and just asking the Father just to fill in the gaps. And I'm listening to the interpretation and uh, of how other people see it from uh, the Hebrew roots to Mercianic Jews to the Christian viewpoint historical, you know, how the Jews see the the coming of the Messiah. I'm looking at all these different angles for a purpose on how do we bring forth the message of salvation for such a time as this. And why am I doing this? You might think, you know, in the midst of attacks and spiritual warfare and all these things. Listen, the transformation that happens in your life happens because of trials. It happens because of tribulations that you might be going through, uh, attacks that you might be facing. You know, you didn't get saved because everything was great and everything was good. You got saved because there was turmoil within your life. You recognize, you know what, I need a Savior. And it's in the place of Difficulty. It's in the place where everything is being pressed on all sides that revelation can come forth. And, you know, don't underestimate or lose your focus when you're in a tough place. Use the tough place to bring forth the revelation, to bring forth the life, to bring forth the understanding of the Spirit on how you walk as an overcomer. How are we going to walk as an overcomer in these days? We need to yield in the presence of Yehovah. Do you love me? Do you uh, choose to walk in my ways? Will you choose to obey my commands? These are questions that the Messiah asks of us. Are we found in him? Are we coming to the place where we are submitting you know because what do we see in John chapter 10 it says the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full I have come that you may have life so here's the thief here's the enemy he's coming to steal kill and destroy what does he want to steal kill and destroy he wants to take away the revelation and the blessings of God from your life He wants to drain you. He wants to push you down so that you can't walk in the revelations that the Father has for you. 
So in the midst of your difficulty, if you're watching right now and you feel like you're up against it and you're like, God, I just need help. Help me through this. In the midst of this, I encourage you to come to the place of prayer and to press in and to recognize that in Messiah that you can have life and you can have it to the full. And when you're walking in the fullness of the revelation, when you are drinking from him, come unto me, all you who are thirsty. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you drink and you don't feel like your thirst is being quenched and you've got to keep drinking more. You know, it's summer here. You know, I'm, I'm on pint glasses of water here in Israel. That's what I'm drinking. You know, I can't be drinking these small cups. You know, I'm I'm down in all different... I don't know how many pints of water I drink on an average day. Probably about five or six pints or something like that. But you want your thirst to be quenched. Now, how are we in the midst of being in the presence and receiving revelation in the midst of difficult places? If we look at John chapter 16, verse 33, Yeshua says, I have told you these things so that in me you you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. In this world, (laughs) in this world you will have, not you may have, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Come on. Don't let the devil steal your peace. Don't let him destroy the blessings of the truth of God that he has placed within you. You know, he has taken that heart of stone and given you a heart of flesh. You know, his word wants to be established within your life. His word is written. His commandments are written on the tablets of your heart. Hallelujah. So come to him at this uh, stage. You know, don't allow the enemy to rob you. Don't allow the enemy to tell you, you know, no, don't drink. You know, you know, what did the enemy say to Eve? You know, you know, you can eat of this fruit. If you eat of this fruit, you will be like God. You will have knowledge, you know, t- partaken of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You will know what's good and what's wrong. But the cost of partaking of that tree means you can no longer partake of the tree of life. So in the midst of your battle, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of the things you face, remain in me and I will remain in you. We want to partake of the tree of life. Yeshua is the tree of life. Come on. Let's stand upon his promises. So what is he saying to you? What words are you receiving in his presence? What words are you receiving? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. You know those demons, those those demons in the place of darkness, that deceptive way of trying to take you away from the revelation, from the word of Yehovah. You have been redeemed. 
Now will you walk in the redemptive power of Yehovah or are you going to allow the enemy to pull you down? You have already been rescued from the dominion of darkness. You've come out of darkness into the light. Why is it the enemy wants to keep bringing you back to the place of darkness? You know, what are we walking in? We are walking in the forgiveness of sin. You have been forgiven. You have been redeemed. Yeshua, he paid the price for you. Now it's time to walk in the victory of Yehovah. So I want to encourage you today to rise up. You know, don't just allow the events of life to pull you down because that's what the devil wants to do. You know, let me tell you something. In the, in the midst of spiritual warfare, you know, I get worn out, not not because of uh, of the demonic strongholds, because I'm because my attention to pressing in is on the highest level, and that's how we overcome. And the Father wants us to get to the place where it's not just about what we're going through. And, and this is why I'm dealing with um, eschatology and, and looking at Daniel and, and, and going through a lot of key verses within Scripture to make sure the plumb line of the good news of the gospel is lined perfectly with what we teach. Why? Because, you know, we're teaching a message and there's so many people, they, they do not get the true revelation of the 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 southern kingdom and the northern kingdom coming together as one they're still believing the lie of the church there is no church you know our oh, replacement theology the church has replaced israel you know that that's what we that's what you see birth through catholicism replacement theology i'm not teaching replacement theology i'm saying there's only one gospel between genesis to revelation there's not two gospels you know, Peter preached the message very clearly um, uh, in, uh, in the book of Acts. What did he say? He said, Moses says there's one coming like me and you must listen to him. If you don't, you'll be cut off from your people. What is the covenant that the Jews have? If we look at Jeremiah chapter 31, and maybe there's something we're missing as we look at this. Why can't they see it? Why are they blinded? It says, I'm going to give a new covenant to the house of Judah and the house of Israel, but the covenant's with the same party as the previous covenant. It's Yeshua who married Israel at Mount Sinai. The father can't have married Israel at Mount Sinai. Then the son comes along and marries the father's bride. That cannot happen. So there's no such thing as the church. It's the ecclesia. It's the assembly. You are called to be grafted in. The promises concerning Israel belong to you, not because of replacement, but because of obedience to the covenant. So what we've got to do is get back to the place of the covenant and recognize that you have full rights as citizens in the covenant. And for the Jews, they have to come through salvation. But what's happening today is many groups believe that the Jewish people today are still in covenant when Yeshua died. And he died so that he could remarry the whole house of Israel. That's why he died. 
one of the reasons why he died. There's a few reasons. Of course, he died and paid the price for our atonement, but the purpose was for the uh, the bride of Messiah. And the bride of Messiah is no different than the, you know, the marriage that took place at Mount Sinai. The commandments are the ketubah. They are the conditions of marriage. And what does he do in Jeremiah chapter 31? He puts the commandments within your heart. He gives you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. So this is just what I want to share with you tonight. I want you to uh, to come and drink in the presence of Yehovah. I want you to recognize what that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the working of the Spirit within your life. And you will have victory. You will overcome. It's time for victory. So if you're in a place right now where you feel like you're losing hope, you feel like, I don't know if I can take it anymore. (laughs) You know, I just, I don't know if I can take it. I just feel like the enemy is just against me on every side. And I want to encourage you. This is the time. Not just to say, well, that's a great word. And, you know, Pray for me and everything's going to be okay. No, I'm encouraging you, delve into the Word. Get hold of the Scriptures and say, Father, I want to drink from the Word. I want to wash in the Word until the revelation of your Word comes up and brings transformation within my life. That's what I need to see. I need to see the transformation of your Holy Spirit within my life. You know, we don't have to worry about what man say. You don't have to worry about what people accuse you of. Just stand in his presence and see the victory in Messiah. You're washed in the blood of Yeshua. Do you genuinely want to see his kingdom come and his will done? Then you hold strong. Don't don't fret. Don't be afraid of what the enemy could do to you. But recognize Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So is Yeshua truly in you? Have you surrendered your whole life, every area of your life to him? You know, is there things that's going on in the place of darkness? You know, remember, he took you out of darkness and brought you into the light. Is the devil trying to get you back into that place of darkness? Deception, lies, come on. Stand upon his promises. See the victory of Yehovah within your life and then start pressing in not to just bring transformation within your life. In the midst of everything I go for, I'm going through, I'm saying, Father, how do we bring salvation to this generation? How will the Jewish people of the land of Israel receive salvation? It's not good enough just to wait for the Messiah to come, uh, you know, and then all Israel is going to be saved. Is that really what we see within the scriptures? I don't think so. I think there's a lot more that we need to open up to understand. You know, Jeremiah chapter 30. Maybe what we'll do is we'll just go over a few chapters in Jeremiah in the lead up to the covenant and after the covenant so we can start to see things within perspective. But hallelujah, the whole house of Israel will return. 
not just the Jews it's the whole house of Israel that has to return um, thank you Father Father I want to thank you for this time thank you for the blessing of your word thank you that your word is a lamp unto my feet that your word brings forth life that you are truth that even as the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt you, Messiah Yeshua you were the rock that brought forth the water and Father we just want to receive from you we need you we need you more today than any other day every day we recognize the more we know the more we know we don't know every day we recognize just how much we need you so let's just call out to him right now say father i need you i need the holy spirit to teach me to minister to me to strengthen me thank you father for everlasting righteousness that's established within my life help me to walk in your word help me to walk in your ways and may your glory be manifest through my life to bring salvation to this generation what a great day we are living in what a great savior we have thank you father i hope you're blessed and encouraged with the word uh today um we i have not gone back to doing the daily devotions yet because i'm just stuck in that place in the scriptures there's some very key things the holy spirit is speaking to me and I want to collate all these things together. And I know it's a little selfish, you know, I could be sharing these things every single day. But, you know, I've just felt, no, I've just got to rest in his presence and receive from him. So, you know, just bear with me right now in this season as I press in. We'll just broadcast once or twice a week or whatever, just as the, as the Holy Spirit leads, as he guides, as he directs. But uh, just keep me in prayer right now as I start putting these plumb lines down because I'm standing in the gap and praying for Christian leaders, praying for rabbis. I'm having great opportunities ministering and sharing with people. Um, and, you know, I don't want to lose touch with what the Holy Spirit is saying to me right now and what he is revealing to me because, let me tell you something, you know, we've got to get things right in the days in which we're living because we've got people running around like you know it's five minutes till jesus comes you know uh, sell everything get your white sheet get ready to go sit on top of the hill if you see america cra crash then that's it the end of the world has come and i love america and i care a lot for my brothers and sisters in america but the scriptures are not about america it's about israel and you know this is the timepiece and i want to be focused on the timepiece not diverted with angels of light i don't want to be uh, caught up in that which is false and you know you've heard me talk about modern day zionism versus biblical zionism it says i'll bring you back to torah bring you back to the land and the revelations of yehovah will be coming with you and you know you will come back and walk in my ways well, we don't see an Israel in the land today that's walking in the ways of Yehovah, you know. I just uh, drove through all the protesters here in Kasaria, all banging their drums and screaming and uh, against Bibi. You know, talk about accusers against him. 
you know, hundreds of people all lining up the streets and causing uh, quite a racket, practicing their right to protest and do what they like in a democracy, you know. But, you know, it's just pretty sick the way people are acting. And, and look, I don't agree uh, with many of the policies of what Benjamin Netanyahu is proposing. You know, we pray for our leaders, yes, but I'm not sta- I'm not steadfast on uh, t- um, today's picture of Zionism, but I am pressing in in prayer and saying, Father, I know you can use what the enemy is using for evil. You can turn it around and use it for good. So I'm not saying, and my position is not that the the modern state of Israel. Um, is you know needs to be destroyed, but here's the reality: this nation isn't keeping Torah; it's not walking in Torah. And you know, God has a right at any time He wants. He could smite this land because of its lawlessness and sin. Because we're still, you know, we're we're in that place where those things can happen. When we come back properly in Messiah. And, and this is not millennial. This needs to happen now. Why? The time of the Gentiles wasn't in uh, some uh, special environment. No. Yeshua died. He rose again. And, and the, the early believers for the first 15 years that were getting saved were Jewish people. Then it went out into the nations, to the Gentile nations. We are seeing salvation, transformation, the glory of Yehovah being revealed. Why should it be any different for the Jewish people today? There's thousands, tens of thousands of Jews accepting Messiah in the land of Israel today. But yet we still preach this message that the only way this is going to happen is when the Messiah comes back, he's going to reveal himself to the Jewish people. Let me tell you something. Our Messiah is revealing himself to the Jewish people today. So, you know, let's pray the Father will send forth the workers into the harvest field and we minister the love of Yeshua to this generation. Thank you, Father. So I'm not going to push these things off. I'm not going to get caught up in Orthodox Judaism. I don't support any form of Judaism. Why? It's a false religion. It is an affront to Yehovah. They choose to deny the Messiah. When Yeshua died, the covenant with Judah was over because they're no longer married, because one party died. So now the only way for Judah to walk in the fullness of the blessing is to come back into the covenant by being born again of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You must be born again. There's only one gospel. There's not two gospels. There's not, well, you know, the Jews have got a covenant. They had a covenant up to the time of the death of Messiah. But as soon as he rose again, it paved the way immediately for the renewed covenant. So it's not that there is no covenant. There is a covenant. Of course there's a covenant. The question is, are you choosing to walk in the covenant or are you rebelling against the covenant? If you're in rebellion, then who was it that died in the wilderness? It was Israel, unbelieving Israel died in the wilderness. But we need to raise up a generation that will believe and receive 
who he is. So let's stand in the gap and pray for Israel, pray for salvation to come to the land. And I am going to be uh, putting down uh, some plumb lines on this stuff so that, you know, we, we challenge the message because there's no need for there to be gray areas. It's, it's written in the scriptures clear, but people just can't see it because they have another form of replacement theology. Every time they see the word Israel, they call it the Jews. If they see the word Judah, it's, it's the Jews. The, you know, but there's two parties to the covenant. The house of Judah and the house of Israel. Two parties to the covenant. And we've got to see both of them come back to the land. Uh, so there's still a long while to go. There's a lot of time to go before the coming of the Messiah. There's a lot of work to be done. So let's not be in fear. Let's recognize that, you know, there's been terrible things happened in history past. And the coronavirus, I know it's bad, but, you know, when you look at some of the massacres and the things that's taken place in the past, it's nothing in comparison to that. And it's nothing in comparison to what's to come, you know. So, hallelujah. Anyway, be blessed and encouraged. If you have testimony or if you have questions, if you just look at the feed you're watching, if you're on YouTube or if you're on uh, Facebook or whatever channel you're watching, um, you can email me. It's kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you look in the header, you will see a direct link to my email, kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. If you're listening on podcast right now, um, if you want to support the ministry and the work we do in uh, teaching and ministering and reaching out, you can go to bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. And I encourage you, give in your currency. Um, so no matter what country you're in, um, if you're in different countries and, and we don't have payment systems, give through PayPal in your currency. And uh, that means we only have one uh, currency transfer before funds come into the land. Um, so thank you for standing with us. Thank you for praying for our ministry and our work. Have a blessed Sabbath for those who are still in Sabbath. And uh, Shavua Tov for those who are walking into this new week. Look forward to hearing from you soon and look forward to uh, broadcasting soon as well. Until next time, Shalom, Shalom.